Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moth Tarkin. Delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic. Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley. Hello. Jake. That's me. Isaac. Baychella. And me, Jasmine, the person talking who doesn't normally talk. Hi. How y'all doing? Hello. How you doing? <laughs> why are we being awkward and weird? I don't know. Why? I don't know. There's it's just my everyday demeanor. <laughs> We've There's... officially become a true Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> weird delays between comments. Awkward chemistry. Oh, gosh. Those are the worst. We've arrived. So, before we get into things, I know we've got some pod grooming. Which is you know, something <laughs> we do on the show. By the way. Should we describe what pod grooming is in case you know, for sure we have new listeners? You know, it's when you groom a pod. Oh. Yeah, that's, I guess that should be enough, I think, information really. With whom? Why don't you explain it, Isaac? <laughs> well, <laughs> when a boy becomes a man, oh. he'll go into a bathroom oh. and he'll close the door and he'll open the pod grooming cabinet. And he'll take out the supplies he needs to groom his pod. And this week's supplies <laughs> include Jesus. a rant by me, possible <laughs> reviews, announcements on a tournament. No. There's your my there's your mm. Mike Greenberg tease. We have an email too that we need to read. Oh can I can I clarify something? For everybody who's listening for the first time, maybe you noticed that our chemistry is really bad and you thought hey this does sound like a podcast i would like and um <laughs> normally podcasts do a little housekeeping up top we don't do that we groom the pod back to you terry this might be my least favorite thing we ever do <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> where we explain what what this means every single time. <laughs> I think that it is the highlight of the show. Oh boy, that's you really and, bad. Let me just say that we're pandering to pandoing to uh -oh. our, our I want to let you say it, but I don't know if you can. Eyes are excellent story. The the prequel fans, two of which are on this show, would appreciate Hello. the needless exposition. So I think we'll continue. <laughs> Me and Isaac are drawn to awkward dialogue and needless exposition. And <laughs> podcasts that go on for way too long. So, you know, Isaac has been just teasing us all week with this little rant that he's got prepared. And I want to hear it right now. All, well, when... Teasing is a strong word. And also, all week is a strong word. <laughs> yeah, he, I just, he did tell us say, this morning. <laughs> so this is my rant, just to make sure. Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. I wanted to talk just, I, I just wanted to vamp for a little bit about my current feelings on, on Star Wars. It, it's kind of born from, like, the way I interact with new Star Wars, like new Star Wars movies especially. And I absolutely realize it's a me problem. Like, there's definite ways that I can fix this, and it's not a problem for a lot of people. But I don't know, just for me, especially with Solo coming out now, when a Star Wars movie comes out, like, especially, 
I mean, probably Revenge of the Sith was like the first Star Wars movie where I kind of like, I don't know, was sort of self-sustaining as far as like money and time went to where I could see the movie or I could like involve myself with like the merchandising aspect of the movie. So that's, I think merchandising is kind of where I'm coming at from this because I've always kind of enjoyed like the lead up as far as like the action figures and the books and stuff go. And I think it came down to for Solo, I just haven't been able to get amped up about it as like previous movies. And I think it is due to the fact that I only had like a couple month cooldown from Last Jedi. And for Solo, like it's just kind of once again, just I don't really have the money for it right now. I mean, and it's not like I'm, I'm destitute. I mean, I got plenty of resources if I wanted to to spend it on that. I don't know. It's just the, I guess I could open it up for questions, but I, I just don't really have like the, the juice for this release. Like I'm definitely going to watch the movie. I'm definitely going to enjoy it. Probably. I'm just not going to end up kind of having the lead up to this movie that I have in the past. And six months is pretty quick. And I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it this time. Like I have been like Can- the trailer didn't hit me that hard. Talk me off the ledge, guys. Can I say, I, I don't think, in, and I'm not looking for like a pat on the back or anything, but I just want to say, never in the history of the show have I restrained myself so much from interjecting during a rant. Because I think every sentence that you said, I wanted to jump on it <laughs> and do some kind of bit. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try to be nice and let Isaac talk. I'm proud that you didn't you really do this up all week. I'm proud. Thanks, guys. I just wanted that acknowledgement. I can I say that I sympathize with what you're saying because I am in. I'm really not excited for Solo at all. Like if they if there was an announcement <laughs> today that said Solo's been delayed for two years, I'd be like, that's fine. That's crazy. I can wait two years. You guys are crazy. I'm pretty hyped yeah, actually now. I'm very hyped. Like we split I don't know the table. What's wrong with you guys? Yeah, we're splitting it already. Uh, like I I feel <laughs> like the Star Wars stories are never going to be as big of an event as the main movies. Obviously. So I, it's not getting as much, um, it's not getting as much Lucasfilm hype as Episode Eight did. Um, but I don't know. I'm still very, I'm very excited. It's gonna be a fun. It's a new Star Wars movie. I'm excited for new Star Wars stuff. Always, and it looks really fun and enjoyable, and I hope it actually is fun and enjoyable. I <laughs> hope it's a failure. I hope that they fail wow. the faces, and Disney has to really eat their words and Kathleen Kennedy has to go back to woman's school. Wow. Let the men take <laughs> Like back in the day. <laughs> I'm totally good. Back in the day. Let me, let me say. Okay. No, well, back in the day. Well, back in the day is what I'm going to say now in different words, but what, what I just want to say real quick, I, uh, I, I think I've created a straw man in my head that I'm afraid of. And this goes for lots of things in life. The anxiety that I've experienced all of my life turned out to not be normal as doctors told me in the past couple of years. So this is just kind of my personality. It's not me. It's just medical. But here's the thing. Like, I just... I don't know if those things are mutually exclusive. If if, I don't know. Uh, I just ended with I don't know. it's It's a lot of Star Wars, and it's if it's going to be every six months, I guess it'll just be different. Like, but, and, and things change, and I'll just have to get used to that. But, but and I don't like change. Not. 
and Twitter it's, tells it's me that if I don't like change, we don't get know, any more Star Wars until a... Christmas 2019. This is it until then. It was just an odd release schedule that they they decided not to do the December thing again. But like, we've got a long time till the next movie. And back in the day, we would get all kinds of stuff like um, books were coming out all the time, which still happens. But also, we would get video games or um, the TV show, which we'll be getting more, but they haven't even announced what the next TV show is, so it might be a while before it's out. So I feel like I'm I'm excited whenever I'm I'm excited for movies because right now, besides books, that's all we're getting. We're not getting games or stuff anymore, and I just want more. I want more Star Wars. Give me Star I... Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. I, 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 I'm kind of right, right in the middle. Like I am intrigued. Like the Bendu. The I'm obviously going to see it right away. I'm off, often compared to the Bendu. <laughs> in instances such as this, I call you Jake Do all the time. And I say that's not clever, even remotely. And you insist on calling me that I anyway. Still do it all the time. Yes, and not even in a time that makes sense. Like, you'll call me in the middle of the night and say, Jake, do and then hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. How did you know that was me? I, well, because you say, hey, it's Riley. I just wanted to tell you something real quick. That was my fault. Yeah, that's not a good plan. I, I am with you, Isaac, in that the hype is definitively lower for Solo. I'm not definitely not as excited as I have been. I think the movie is looking better and better the more that we see of it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it will be a good movie. But I... Also, can't really. I was going to say that we just are getting more of it, but Black Panther came out like a month ago, and then Infinity War is coming out in like two weeks, and I am so so excited for Infinity War. I have way zero more than so. interest in Infinity War. Well, that's because I'm so you have problems with it. Tired of it. No, you're I... tired of it. You haven't even seen it. I'm so <laughs> tired of just all the Marvel movies all the time. You know, nobody's making you see him. You don't have so to. So if I get one Star Wars movie a year, I, and it doesn't matter when it comes out in that year, it's, it's cool with me. I don't care. Let me also acknowledge just how much of a petulant millennial I sound like when I complain <laughs> about the hype, le- the, the, the hype level that I feel for a movie that like I did nothing to earn. Like It, it, it definitely sounds like it, it's about his first world like insular middle America privilege as you can get to be bummed out that I'm not as crazy excited for a movie as I hoped I would be. It once again comes down to life is changing and I don't like change because I live in a very comfortable world. I have always wanted to do a bit on this show and I think Riley shot it down one time, but I wanted to do like a uh, segment where we, read like somebody like complains about merchandising and toys and everything and then we just immediately afterwards unironically read facts about like starvation and like third world <laughs> issues and then just go back to the conversation it i don't is... remember i don't remember shutting that down but that sounds like me and i would shut it down again <laughs> yeah i think it sounds hilarious because i thought of it <laughs> but I, I i think it's good to acknowledge that uh the perspective that we have is uh pretty warped and it's it doesn't matter at all whether or not someone's excited for solo. And Isaac, what I'm saying is your issues don't matter. Nobody cares. And I wish you hadn't said it. That's what I wanted to get across when we started this. <laughs> the, the moral no, of I'm, this I'm story. With you. I'm with you. 
Yeah, well, the, just the the moral of what I'm trying to get at is a thought that I just a thought that I just lost. So I'm going to do a Michael Scott improvisation <laughs> to try to to try to get back there. The, the old Jacob Price method. Okay, so here here it is. The the excitement I would feel before Star Wars movies previously, like if I would go out and get like some new like Black Series figures, I'd get the visual guide and stuff. I would do that not out of like a sense of obligation because I have to get excited. It was because I was excited and this is how I'm manifesting it. But I feel like the lead up to Solo, if I were to do that right now, it'd be kind of forced. Like I'd be doing it out of almost like, it's almost like homework now to yeah. do all this stuff. Like the, the, the hype isn't organic right now for me. And just because it's a movie about characters we've seen in four movies by this point. Yes, and also the yeah. Han Solo is like my 29th favorite character in Star Wars. Oh. I think that's part of it too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that is it. That's it. It's a character we've seen a ton of, and recently at that. Even as a Star Wars podcaster, I think it's totally fine to just be excited enough to go see a movie and to not have to feel like you need to buy the uh, the visual guide or the lead up novel or anything like that. It's like that's fine. That's that's understandable if you're not excited about this one. You know, there is a weird mentality on Twitter, though, that if you aren't supportive of it, a hundred percent, it's like you are actively against the movie. It's like if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. I like, think if you're on Twitter, me. you're actively against the movie. <laughs> I don't you understand your logic, but <laughs> wise words on, on this podcast. <laughs> Should we move Isaac, on to the next I, uh, segment? In, in the same mental state as you, I don't really care about Solo, but I... At the same time, know that I'm going to like it and see it. I think you yourself said on this show that you're hand-wringing a lot about a movie that you know you're going to like. And I'm kind of with you It's true. It's gonna be I wring my hands about far more insignificant things. Actually, a, a new Star Wars movie is about the most insignificant thing. Like, we spend a lot of our life on something that truly doesn't matter. But it's fun! <laughs> listening to our podcast and subscribe and rate it. Um, How could you not be having fun right now listening to this? The only thing more important than the least important thing on Earth is a podcast about that unimportant thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite sentence that's been said on the show. <laughs> yeah. and I think that's a good place to stop. Uh, do we move to our email that we got? Let's read an email real quick. Let's move, move like bowels. Well, we got an email from the only person who ever emails us. Which is Robert. Five time Rob? Fifteen time Six Rob. time Rob. Six, six time Rob. Six time Rob. I feel like we he already said six time reference, Rob. the confusing number that he has now reached, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad Rob's keeping track. You know what? He is the only person that consistently emails us, but mm -hmm. could we ask for a more lovely person to email us? No. no. Here's, can, I, can I pitch something to, to six time Rob? Can we yeah. just pretend that he's a different listener so that casual fans of the show will think, wow, they have yeah. so many listeners and people that email them. I should They're all named mix. Robert. We just have had six people, people named Robert email us. You think people like don't want to email us because they know that we'll exhaustively mention them on every episode of the show? <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, here it, here it is. It says, what's up, hosts of the greatest show on the internet? Now, first of all, come on. That's a great <laughs> start to an email. I have a question for you all. When Luke is recounting the story of Kylo's fall to the dark side, he says that he looked inside of Kylo and saw something beyond what he could have imagined in sound startup in the background. 
according to the subtitles, there is a lightsaber clashing and some screaming. The screaming sounds like it is both from a man and a woman to me. Do you think this is a statement? This, not a question. Here, here we go. Here's the question: <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you think this is something that we have yet to see? At this point, Ray believes that he can be turned, but by the end of the movie, Kylo is the supreme leader, and I don't think he'll be turning to light anytime soon. What are your thoughts on Kylo's future and how powerful he'll become? Should this just transition into our actual episode? Actually, it goes really well. It kind of yeah. does. Like peanut yeah. butter and pie. Mm. Like skateboarding and freeway ramps. Like free like willy hot- and something. I couldn't like think. Like hot and dogs and butter chiefs. Can I say something about this email or the, this uh, like question that he has? Yes. I've, thank you. I think what he says is... I saw darkness in him. I, I saw that he would become the death of everything and everyone that I love. I think that's basically what he says. So, in my opinion, what he hears is the destruction of, you know, the Jedi Temple, and I think he sees the immediate future of all the younglings being killed in the in the academy. And I think he also sees like Han's death, and you know, possibly Leia's, and all that. I I, I don't think it's I don't think there's going to be some grand tragedy that Luke saw that has yet to be revealed. seems like a lot of tragic things have already happened. It seems like, again, one of those things that um, is left open to interpretation. So I guess if J.J. wanted to make that a thing, it could. But I tend to agree with you, Jake, that it's probably he was seeing the the immediate future and it won't come up uh, again. What, What I've kind of noticed is like, Anytime that a, a future thing is seen in most Star Wars movies, it's like the immediate future, and the fact that they looked into that future causes that reality to happen. Yeah, like when, like that's Anakin, what I was going to say. Oh, cool. Well, you can talk about it then. No, you can keep going. <laughs> like when Anakin sees the uh, the death of his mother and all that pain and suffering, well, he causes all that pain and suffering. And when he sees Padme dying, he causes her death. And when Luke sees that his friends are in danger, he kind of goes and furthers the danger. And all of these things kind of feed into each other. And even with uh, Rey and Kylo, they see each other's futures accurately. She, They both see the other one joining them and fighting together. And that happens like in the next scene. It's like the force is manipulating everybody, even the good guys, no, it's and that not it's like that. evil, Weirdo. and that it wants things to remain the status quo, no. which is like no. an evil thing. Well, let me tell you something. It really is interesting how every time a Star Wars character does look into the future, how it is, it's colored by their own fear, and I think that's what that like what Yoda was really Yoda and Obi Wan trying to get Luke to stay behind on Dagobah. Like they both knew if you look into the future, it's once again, kind of down to manipulating the force. And it's almost as if looking into the future is sort of like a dark side. I don't want to say a dark side power, but it's something that like really, cause it'll feed into your fear because I feel like if you're, if you're apt to look to the future, you're probably worried about the future. And so it's going to be colored by that worry and by that fear, because I think if you're pretty hunky dory about what, about your life and your situation, like it's with any of us with our spouses 
like we're not going to look into the future to see if we get divorced five years from now because we're pretty happy with our situation. So if we were, if we had that power to look to the future, there's probably already something there that was making us worry about the outcome of the future. And so if one, like with the star Wars characters, if they're going to look to the future, there's probably already something in like their current situation that could feed into that potential bad outcome to, to come. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, good. Isaac. Nice thoughts. Good job. I, it's pretty much all been said. Yeah. I think it's weird. And I don't think, I don't know the explanation for it because I'm not totally with Riley that the force is evil and trying to just kill everybody all the time. But <sighs> well, it's not trying to kill also, everybody all the time. It's just trying to keep the galaxy in a constant state of war. So, you know, whatever. While Riley is trying to info war us to death with the force, let me just mention <laughs> that the last <laughs> sentence in Robert's email is what are your thoughts on Kylo's future? That's and true. How, how powerful he'll become. So what are our thoughts on Kylo's future and how powerful he'll become? We have gotten many bad guys in star wars in the past we've gotten palpatine who is very evil but you know he kind, of, he kind of breaks the uh the sith mold where he doesn't really seem angry he just enjoys being a bad guy and then you've palpatine. got vader and the ot is is not very angry i mean he gets angry at times but he doesn't like constantly ooze anger uh and even anakin in the prequels is angry a lot of times, but he's not always angry, and he and it could just be a, a problem of of acting. But he doesn't always seem angry. Kylo Ren is always angry. I've never seen someone who's always this like petulant. He's different than a bad guy we've gotten in the past. And if the Sith truly do rely on anger to become stronger, I have a feeling he is going to be the strongest uh, enemy enemy we see. <laughs> so that's that's my opinion yes i think kylo is going to get very i think he's going to be very powerful and very tough to beat in episode nine i think he's going to be in the next movie the most unstable we've seen him like to a crazy degree yeah interesting See, i think with him being the supreme leader i think that he will have a more of a veneer Oh, I don't uh, think so at all. He's not even going to try. Really? Well, I don't I know if it's yeah. possible for it to him, can I, him to have a, a veneer. Can I get some, uh, like, to I know General what veneers. to talk about was, or should we state the theme of the episode that we uh, <laughs> were wanting to bring out, which was the Force as presented? If it would please the court. It, it pleases me. And your middle name's Court. Jacob That's true. Court Kreitz. Jacob Court Kreitz. Um, I mean, we're still in pod grooming, so. Is that true? I thought I, we would use this to launch into the episode. Okay. I think we're launching. I mean, we have episode. we have to close pod grooming though before we can start the episode. That's true. That can would we would we dare would we dare to have a main topic inside of a pod grooming cabinet? Oh what if Guys, we just pod it contain the entire episode? Guys, we'd have to all be on the same page about this. We might as well stay in this cabinet and just. Keep I talking. think we can do it. Staying in the cabinet. Oh, brave new world. Okay, so here's what I was going to say about him, Kylo being the most powerful Force user ever. I think that you are correct, and uh, I was thinking today a lot about the implications of Rey and Kylo's intense, like, mind bridge that they have. Because one of the most fascinating uses of the Force in the movie is Snoke bridging their minds. 
the craziest instance of it, probably when Kylo reaches his hands through the space and time where Ray is, and when he, their bridge is broken, his hand is still wet with the rain from another planet. And the implications of this are pretty insane. Like, Luke is able to see Kylo in that uh, little hut that they're in, which means that, at least in spirit, Kylo was there. And if, like, they are able to constantly be in the same plane as each other all the time, that could be a really, really crazy abusive force thing to do. Well... I think I've brought this up in another episode, but that's almost exactly what Jason Solo does in the um, a uh, not what is it called anymore? Star Wars. I can't think EU. words today. The EU. They. The AU. The AU. That uh, that's what the he MCU. does. Pretty much. Um, I've I think I've already told the story, but like he, it's called flow walking. He goes back in time. His hand gets scorched with smoke he talks or he waves to his mom who's in the future or something like that like with the scorched and, hand it's yeah with the scorched hand. Yikes. <laughs> no, but he it implies like that he's invisible like in in these books and the books to come it does imply that he is getting insanely strong in the force close or, or close to luke or exceeding luke in his power so for them to throw this in this movie and give it to Kylo, I absolutely believe that they're trying to make it seem like he's just... I don't know. But Kylo is not the one doing it. It's Snoke doing it. That's... look. Yeah, I was wondering about that, because Snoke is the one who is... So, is Snoke doing some form of the projection that Luke does later in the movie? Or are they really just in each other's minds? I mean, if Luke can see him... here's my theory on this, and this is important. He says, I bridged your minds. Yeah. When a guy builds a bridge, when the guy who builds the bridge dies, the bridge doesn't collapse. The bridge w- has been built already. And at right. the end yeah. of the movie, they can still see each other. So the bridge remains in Snoke's Let me s- I was thinking, too, where there's also in Rebels, there's literally the bridge between worlds. And I think um... I, I, I kind of mentioned on, on that episode when we talked about that more in depth that in my mind, I don't know if what we were seeing was literally the bridge between worlds. I mean, it was basically Dave Filoni's interpretation of that bridge between worlds. And so maybe we were seeing that, especially I was thinking about this with uh, Kylo's hand getting wet. So somehow maybe Snoke knew how to get like those two like Snow White mirrors or like the two Sleeping Beauty mirrors like close enough to each other to where like those two could reach and touch each other through the force or like Ezra was able to reach on to Malachor and pull her out. And so I I wonder if that has something to do with Kylo's hand getting wet. If that's actually what we were seeing was that bridge between worlds. I highly doubt that maybe, I don't know if Ryan Johnson and Dave Filoni got together and kind of had a handshake, secret handshake agreement about this beforehand. Like, Hey, I'll do this. Hey, (laughs) great idea. Let's also share voices. It's Great very idea. possible. Great Johnson idea, Ryan. Like. Because don't that, don't Dave see Marty that. Is a total sweetheart. He's the nicest guy in the world. Don't the uh, force bridges and little window things aren't they like connected to like big moments or something in the, within the universe? 
or strong places with the force? Or it am I wrong? Like it. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. So that would make sense for there to be one on that planet it, as it, well. It's, every well, like Star also, Wars greatest hit like YouTube page mm-hmm. is its own little <laughs> circle in the brain. Yeah, exactly. Well, let me say this too because like the implication was that Octo was like very strong, kind of like um, Mortis or Dagobah or something like that. Mm-hmm. And like, is Snoke mm-hmm. actually powerful enough to create one of those himself? I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. Like, because especially chapter, if, if you anyone hasn't read the Last Jedi novel because of a lack of a desire, I would recommend at least reading the beginning of chapter 25 because that's the largest insight we get inside of Snoke's mind. It's basically an inner a two-page inner monologue of Snoke kind of talking about where he came from and what his plans for the future are. So there's my little recommendation for the day. But yeah, if Snoke really is that powerful, that would be insane. I I like that you mentioned that Octo is a place that's particularly strong with the Force because there seems to be... You guys rejected this theory when I first brought it up, but I think that I'm... Now reject it again. I just hold on to your rejection real quick because I, I like this theory. My hands are clammy. Awesome. It's slipping. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. You know what else is slippery? Water. And when Luke <laughs> is sitting on the like pride rock and he starts meditating, reaching out to Leia, the water in the uh, in that like little pool that has the ancient image of like a Jedi in it it reverberates almost as if it's like amplifying the force in some way. And I feel like uh-huh. there's something specific about that exact location. I feel like it was necessary for Luke to bring Ray to that point because that point is particularly strong with the force. Like he didn't have her just reach out anywhere, which ostensibly she could do. He brought her there to that place to reach out. Mm. Well, you know what? I think with the latest, now that we have all of rebels, because I think what the end of Rebels happened after the last Jedi. So I think with that knowledge, I'm I'm more uh I've warmed up to your thought, Jake. Let me say that. Thank you so much. It's been great to be here. What else do we have force wise in this? Well, movie? yeah, that, that's moving us into the rest of it. So we've also got some weird force stuff that happens and like Luke talking about the force in ways we've never really heard before. Um, one specific thing is him saying that the force doesn't belong to the Jedi, mm. which, you know, you watch in the entire saga, that's pr- kind of what you've been made to believe, is that the Jedi, this, they almost have ownership of it. The thing that I, I have uh, seen people miss or maybe not put together, and maybe it's because it's not there, but Luke is really insistent on the point that the Force belongs to everyone, and it seems as though he kind of has lost faith in his religion in a way right like he it's almost as if he looked into the past of the jedi and realized wait a minute this is corrupt it's like if you looked into the history of the catholic church or something and you saw all of the you know corruption and things there and luke i i think there's an implication there that when luke was running his academy he was running it the way that the old jedi academy was running because that's the only way he knows and probably that teaching is whether it's explicitly stated or not, is that the Force belongs to the Jedi. Yes, it's everywhere, but the Jedi really are the are the masters of the Force. Mm, and I, that's... See, They've definitely that's a, been well, the biggest organization, I'm pretty sure. I was about like, to say, Jake, galaxy. 
Yeah, what you're saying is particularly tasty because I think mm. you might be right, and this might feed into like later material because I thought it was interesting when Yoda told Luke, basically, hey, did you not remember what I told you? Pass on what you learned. Because Yoda never told Luke to like start the Jedi anew. He told him to pass on what he had learned. And mm. so maybe like Luke may have misunderstood what Yoda was saying because Yoda wasn't saying start the Jedi again, start an academy, build a temple. He was telling him to pass on the lessons he had learned. And so maybe Luke realized too late that I need I needed to pass on the knowledge of the Force and like what it can do and how to like basically win a war without using your lightsaber, stuff like that, instead of just kind of circling it back and trying to start back. Maybe he did research into the Jedi and kind of built it up to the point or tried his best to build it up to the point when Palpatine was able to kind of cut their legs out from under him. He cut, oh, Maybe Luke brought back the worst of the Jedi and maybe he felt regret over that even. But Yoda was also happy that uh, Ray took the Jedi texts with her as well. So I don't know. But he, it seems to me that the texts that were taken, I don't think we know anything about these texts. Like the no, teaching, they, they, they obviously like the weren't like prequel version. Jedi. They weren't prequel Jedi texts. No, this is pre yeah. like the original original Jedi. So, Which could very well have been knowledge that needed to be preserved. The Jedi in the prequels, you know, could have strayed from it. Like, yeah. Terribly. They, they, I'm pretty sure they did. That's. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of heavily implied mm-hmm. slash outright shown. Yeah. I, I think that's the implication. Like, hey, yes, the Jedi fell away from what is true about the Force. They They became the kind of thing that they were trying to fight against in a way. But that doesn't mean that the Jedi were always bad. It doesn't mean that there's nothing of value there. It just means that it has to be rediscovered from a from a worthier source. I don't know. It, 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 this felt like a natural place for Riley to step in, and I was waiting on him. It really did. I was really he, disappointed that Riley I really did. thought he'd be working, or working, talking more. Yeah, I'm sorry. Too. I got, I got distracted again. I... There's a lot wow. of stuff happening Why? in my house right Do- now. I'm sorry. Dr. Completely Dr. unacceptable. Like Dr. Distracto. Yeah. Every time I say something, it's just pretty much I want the force to die, and then you guys are like, oh, well, that's stupid. That's all I'm going to say. Explain why <laughs> you want it to die. Because here's what I think. Cause we're talking about the speech that Luke gives about the force, right? Mm-hmm. What he shows the force to be is neutral. I think this is what the point is, is that the force yeah. is just energy that combines people it it holds the universe together now whether you use that energy good or bad that's up to you but the force is everywhere it belongs to everyone but the, you can the... tap into it if you try and so the the idea that the force has a malevolent goal to keep the world it's in a state that... of suffering it, it doesn't have it's a malevolent it's yeah. balance it's balance yeah, yeah, they even say that in the movie multiple times. You, you have to have the balance. And here's the problem. When when he's talking about that scene where you have um, peace and you have violence and then it shows the uh, the waves destroying the, the porg's nest with the, with the baby I eggs and everything. I never picked up on the implication that that's what the waves were doing. I, did, I didn't get that. Oh, yeah, like the nest is totally destroyed. So that's that's what? just... Am I an idiot, Isaac? Did you pick up on that? Um, 
I guess I, I didn't I caught it. know what specifically happened there. It's a very I mean, dark he's, scene. Like He's talking wise. about violence. And, I can barely you know. see what's going on. <laughs> I turned my lights off in my house and closed my eyes, so I didn't see. But no, <laughs> so do it every time. <laughs> so in, inherently, when you want balance, um, things are going to be destroyed, and when it's a when it's a porg's nest, maybe that it, you know we hate to see it because they're cute, but it's inherently not a, a terrible thing. We just consider that the natural way of life. But when it's um, a star system being destroyed or Alderaan being destroyed to to maintain some form of balance or all of the Jedi being destroyed, when it's sentient beings that are caught in the middle of this balance, that's when I think that uh, because you can't you just can't have you can't have balance, you can't have light and dark and things be all right because the darkness is always going to go after the light. So with the force wanting its balance is just always going to mean that there is going to be conflict somewhere as long as there's balance. We don't balance is not should not be the goal. The goal should be in the favor of the light and it's never going to be that way. To me, can I make a nature? Well, I was going to make a very quick nature analogy as opposed to my normal sports analogies. So basically what I'm thinking is that the force wants an ecosystem and I'm just going to dumb it down to like one part of this ecosystem. You have lions and you have antelopes. And so the, the, the balance would be this is that dumb. they're, well, okay. So there's plenty <laughs> of antelopes, but there's also enough antelopes so that the lions can hunt them and eat them because... If someone were to come in and remove all the lions or the darkness or the, the, what humans perceive as like the bad guy, you're never usually normal level headed people don't watch National Geographic and root for the lions to eat every single baby antelope and every single wooden antelope because we're not monsters. But we understand that in our ecosystem, if there was nothing but antelope, then there would be chaos. So, but also conversely, if someone were to come in and try to overload the darkness, if you were to ship in a bus full of lions from lion school and dump them off in the middle of the savannah, then there'd be chaos that way because you wouldn't have enough antelope. And then that would cause all sorts of problems with the plant life and with the wildlife in that way. And so I think the it's this kind of goes back to my thing of I don't know if the force wants to be manipulated. Because I think when you start to manipulate nature, or if you start to manipul- manipulate the force, that's when issues start. Because whether you want to cause good or cause bad, it's going to upset the natural balance of things. And people really aren't qualified to mess with nature, largely. I mean, in human history, it kind of suggests that we see pollution and we see animals going extinct because of what humans have done. We see like trash that's literally the size of Texas in the Pacific Ocean. And so yeah, that's kind of what I think that we're we're not meant to manipulate nature and when I think in the Star Wars universe, maybe the characters aren't meant to manipulate the force. So here's what I feel. You're talking about when you talk about the force needing to be destroyed, to me, the the force is a fundamental thing that holds the world together. It, it is a fact of the universe. It would be like saying 
gravity needs destroyed. Like, you know, those buildings would have never fallen down if gravity hadn't been weighing them down. It, my my uncle would have never been shot if that gun would have just floated in the air instead of being in somebody's hand. This is a really articulate point that but I'm making. Gra- but gravity has like clear laws that you must follow, and I don't know yes. if the force. I don't when know if they the force. Are broken, but, but what when, what laws in the force? I I don't think it's the same thing because the force has some kind of not not awareness or sentience or something but it is it's more than just a physical law in star wars can i give a uh a comparison to lost (laughs) are you plugging is this an episode of jigs plugging no no, and there's no plugs i mean i'm not going to plug the podcast lost and found i'm not going to plug that what i'm going to say is in lost there's there's oh it's keep, I need to keep this down because my wife is in the house and this is a spoiler, but it is said in Lost, because there's obviously some time travel elements that happen later on, but what's said is that you can never go back and actually truly change anything because the universe has a way of course correcting. Basically saying that everything is kind of supposed to happen the way it happens, and if you change one thing it will inevitably only happen another way like the same outcome will just arrive by different means but you'll never actually change the outcome and i feel like the force maybe is more like that where it doesn't necessarily have a will but if you try to alter it it's going to just course correct like why, there is but, a there but, is a history that's supposed to happen but why is that a good thing why i'm not saying it's a good thing i'm why, just saying you can't destroy it like you can't destroy time uh, me, me and Riley I, I, have argued not, a lot it's about not this. Like, like time, it is exactly like time. Here's the thing: <laughs> you try though. to manipulate it, bad things happen. If you take the force out of Star Wars, it's not Star Wars anymore. Not to me, at least. I Riley agree. always says it's still Star Wars to him. No, it's like I, saying you know, wouldn't be wouldn't Lord of the Rings be a lot better if it was just the hobbits hanging out eating? No, pumpkins? here's here's the thing: I've tried to <laughs> articulate, and maybe I haven't done it very well. As a fan of Star Wars, as a human being in our universe who goes to see Star Wars, I don't want to see the Force destroyed because it, the Jedi, the Force, the Sith, lightsabers, that is... It's true, all of it. That's Star Wars. It's <laughs> true, all of it, and it's Star Wars. However, I don't think that the Force is a good thing for the Star Wars universe, for the people in and the you Star want to Wars die universe. And forever. Uh, yeah, I would love to see a story where it's gone forever. Give, just well, give me a story. That would just be our world, you weirdo. It would That's just what be I said. going to work and hanging out and then going to sleep. There wouldn't yeah, be anything exactly. interesting. Look, I, did I say I want episode nine to totally destroy the force? Yes, I did say that actually. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> literally on this very show. <laughs> but here's the thing. I just want I like that's why I love Kotor two so much because it gets into that where someone is trying to destroy the force in that game and I like that story. I don't know why we can't have a story where it it is a, attempted or where people talk about the force as being a bad thing. Like no one, well, no that's one, fine. no one outside of Kotor two in the Star Wars universe has always has ever considered the force to be a bad thing. And I'd like a perspective, I'd like a story where someone goes, you know what, maybe this thing is bad. What? Did, why are we blindly um, following this or okay with this? 
I don't know. It's I, it's an interesting well, story angle. Which gun do you use to kill the force? <laughs> it's a, that's a what I'm gun. saying. It's like it's like time. You can't just like you put a bomb in the time hole and blow up time forever and now it's gone. Well, maybe where you guys your, should let me talk about KOTOR 2 and I'll tell you how it happened. <laughs> Continue. I am totally cool with there being a story about exploring that idea, but the idea of a Star Wars universe without what is said to be the thing that holds the universe together means to me that you essentially just want to see a documentary about people like a, a sci-fi documentary sitting yes, on the couch exactly that's yeah, nothing else movie. ever exciting would happen in star wars unless the force was there i know yes, i would be an... i get what you're saying but look it's I, it's okay for me to say that the force is a bad thing and still and still enjoy that. the force in star wars I guess it's kind of like it's how a bad I thing. understand fundamentally that oops, all berries, Captain Crunch cereal is a bad thing. Am I going to eat it every single day? Yes. <laughs> all right. So we've talked about the prequel Jedi and how they use the Force. So let's take some of the expanded universe stuff with the prequel stuff and compare how that, how the crazy Force use in some of those. Um, bits of media compared to The Last Jedi. So I'm talking like uh, like Starkiller and crazy stuff in books, even like Kanan and Rebels, things that we see that are a little bit crazier that the prequel Jedi try to stay away from and how we think that compares to The Last Jedi because there's some crazy stuff that happens there too. I think this movie, like, what I like about it is it uses the force in a way that's beyond just what what is this person capable of pushing or pulling with the force <laughs> or throwing with the force. Like it uses the force in really intriguing ways beyond just its use in some kind of action scene. The most interesting use of the force to me was the fact that Luke was able to project himself across planets and space and time and still look exactly like Luke Skywalker. I'm, I'm interested in the idea of like the mind bridging. Uh, all of that stuff is really cool, but it's, I, I, it seems like before this movie, most exploration the Force had to do with, is it possible to pull down a Star Destroyer with the Force? <laughs> or is it possible to push back an explosion with the Force? And not like just kind of cool metaphysical stuff. This, this is the first thing to um, not take someone being strong in the force literally, because usually when someone's strong in the force, it means they can do things that require a lot of physical strength, or yeah. or something like that. And this this is the first one that even if they're pulling something mentally, it requires some type of physical strength for them to do that. Is is kind of how it's been, and this is the first one where strength is not it's not really physical, and I like that a lot. Yeah, I was gonna. What I really, really like about what Luke did Calm is down. it, buddy. If I no. could, if I could, if I could get off this treadmill called Star Wars, I would. But my Star my Wars. feet are clamped and my tongue is sloppy wet. So oh, come on, what? No. What really makes me happy about what Luke did in the Last Jedi is what the Jedi now represent because. I, I really love the the comparison between what Luke did and what the prequel Jedi did, 
because it was interesting when we're when we're introduced in the phantom menace to what the jedi are they are negotiators they're basically they're like just stand-ins for politicians they, they go do the dirty work of the republic as far as negotiation goes and so to the galaxy that's what the jedi are they're negotiators and if you're some sort of antagonistical like person who's trying to go against the interests of the republic then you're going to try to push the jedi to get them to like fight against you or i don't know just you know that you can mess with jedi but what i really liked with the last jedi is they are no longer because obi-wan said that they were the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy and when you think about that that's kind of what like the in our world it's it's much more powerful the like the the, the symbol of peace and justice rather than like the brute force of enforcing that and I really love that Luke was literally a symbol of peace and justice. Basically he represented like, this is what happens when you try to push down the little man. This is what happens when you try to take over the galaxy is you're going to be confronted with a force that you can do nothing against. Like one man can take down one Jedi could take down your entire army more or less. And that's the, the story that's spreading throughout the galaxy. And as opposed to in the prequels, they were just kind of like basically all super soldiers. It was like a bunch of Captain Americas, more or less. But a different Avengers analogy is something I could use for what Luke is, if you follow <laughs> my drift. So that's so yeah, I just like what Luke represented or what he caused the Jedi to represent in this new age as opposed to what they represented back in the day. I enjoyed that speech quite a bit. The only thing I'm worried about is then we, we see Ray let loose at the end and it's by physically lifting a bunch of rocks. <laughs> so I I hope uh I hope Ray somehow in either in those texts or a visits from Luke or Yoda or well, whoever she point. gets training from. To be fair, she hasn't had a lot of actual training. Right. Like she's had physical training. She has not had force type right. of training really but i'm i'm hoping so those books that she gets i'm those it. books are there for a reason she's yeah. gonna she's gonna get good i hope so and and she does more of that type of thing than just becoming a prequel jedi and flipping around can i say something prequel jedi are cool sure no, no. it's i i think captain captain caption america is cool too <laughs> like i i think caption? it's a caption, caption america, america. <laughs> uh, <In> this america <laughs> No, I think all that stuff is cool, and I and I I'm not a. It's not like I don't want her to be able to flip around, but I also want I the want Jedi to, to evolve, huh? I want to see flips. Yeah, no, that's fine. I, I just want to see the you Jedi evolve and be, be more than Jedi. flips. Be more than flips. Be more than flips. What are what are his special tricks in the Star Wars universe? He does the sack tap. The the Christ air. He does the. What special trips would Tony Hawk buy at, at Star Wars Walmart? <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> that was nine levels of GMT reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, can we wrap this up fairly soon? I probably have to go kind of soonish. Yes. Is there any other force things that happen that we want to talk about? Snoke is really powerful. Snoke. Uh, there's uh, Ray's mirror scene and that craziness. Oh, yeah. But that, I don't even know if you can dive into that yet, really. 
I I don't I, we talked about it a lot on our like yeah. walkthrough of the Last Jedi. I will say. Um. Did we ever answer movies. what our thoughts on Kylo's future are and how powerful he'll become? <laughs> we talked about it I so did. much. I said he's going to be most powerful because he's the most angry. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in just the mechanics of like Luke being so powerful in the Force that he left just dice behind long enough to, to taunt Kylo Ren. That's oh, a pretty crazy. That's my, that was that's cool. my little was, mistake that, me, well, that was really that, yells was that at me about. Was that movie magic to where like everything isn't happening at the same time? So maybe when Luke disappeared on Octo, that's when the dice disappeared in uh, great well, time. That's the only thing that oh, makes sense right. to me. That, that's well, probably I mean, what actually happens. The problem is Luke is not really dead once he dies because of the Force. So he could still be around in some form taunting Kylo until he, he picks just, up the dice. He probably just turned the TV off at that moment. Yeah, he's like, he saw it. That's it. That's all I have to do. Do you know what it weirdly reminds me of is how just through the entire course of uh, of conversation at the beginning of the four Kylo leaves that blaster bolt suspended in air the entire time, almost as if he forgot he was doing it. Mm. And then when he walked away, he's like, oh, yeah, I got to get rid of that stupid blaster bolt I left hanging there. And I feel because Luke disappeared and then died and then the dice disappeared later because we know that Kylo goes in there after Luke disappears so it went one way or another. He was clinging on to that that pair of dice, just to maybe not to taunt him, but it was it was there somehow still. In in my heart, I believe it's to taunt him because that's my favorite version of Luke. That's, that really just spent his last too. five minutes taunting Kylo as much as he can by bringing can up I his say, dad and showing him the dice and yeah. Can I say another thing? What's interesting about like Force Luke in that instance is that he's able to produce a lightsaber and dice. <laughs> we mm-hmm. only ever see Force ghosts just as themselves and clothes. Well, he's yes, he's, he's actually <laughs> like would the last Jedi have been different if Luke was only strong enough to reject himself naked? <laughs> it would have been different. It would not have it, been that, that PG thirteen. Like what if Ray's that. name was Fart? Question. <laughs> but he, what he's if he was just profusely. Could he produce a fart, like a forest projection fart? Oh, An old FPF? That's how he distracted them to get away, was just Kylo was stunned by how disgusting his fart was? During part of it, there's obviously a physical thing there, because he he hugs Leia, and it doesn't look weird. Um, it, and then later, he's like not touching the ground, but, I mean, 3PO sees him. I'm pretty him. sure all he does is kiss her on the head. Well, even then, he kisses her on the head, and that's where she realizes that he's not there because he, he, like, she can't feel him. But three PO can see look. him. Everybody can see him. He's well, coming he's up there. on like in the view screens on the ship and everything. So it's like there's there is something there. Well, uh, yes, he is there. Yeah, yeah. But they can't like feel his hug. That's why the lightsaber went through him because he's like a ghost. But I'm saying there's something. When he wants there to be something there, there is because Kylo picks up the dice too. They, yeah, that's a good point. That's uh, okay. You that's know what? Why, There's well, something, that's why, and I'm ashamed. That's why it. I'm a little nitpicky about the dice, is because I always feel like when he starts his projection, that's when he's not as tired or worn out, so he's able actually to be physically there a little bit. But by the time he's had his confrontation with Kylo, he's completely worn out. He is just gives it away that he's a projection and disappears. That's why the dice still being solid 
bugs me. <laughs> but I, I I'm just wonder if it's it maybe a the choice where okay. he does it. Okay. You know a cool thing I saw this week? What'd you see? Maybe, maybe I'm behind on the times, but I saw a little thing that said, have, have you guys realized yet that yeah. Luke's, Luke's journey started with uh, him seeing Leia as a projection and it ended with him being a projection shown to Leia? Yeah. yeah. May I, I suggest that you may have like actually that. seen it on our Discord when I put it on there after Jake liked it on Twitter? That you know what? Be. Maybe you did that, but maybe I also saw it before that. So. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Hey, yeah. simpatico. You never know. That was a great take, though. We only have, like, 20 people on our Discord because nobody likes us. So That's all the other people who are on here who don't like us can now hear about it. So I would yeah, love to get more people to listen to our show. <laughs> I would love to dig into someday. It doesn't have to be today because I know Jake's got to go soon. But uh, what, it, what it takes for someone to cut themselves off from the Force. That seems like it would be a, would be a difficult thing to do. And, I feel yeah. that you and if it's the lifeblood that Jake considers it to be, how do you cut yourself off from the lifeblood of the universe and still survive? I don't know. It's an interesting. It it's interesting. Seems, it seems as though it's it's kind of not even really a thing. In that, it's the inception thing of if I tell you to think about elephants, or no, if I tell you not to think about elephants, the thing you're going to be thinking about is elephants. If you are cutting yourself off from the forest, which is a thing that binds people whether they know it or not, he would have to be using the forest to cut himself off from the forest. It almost seems like. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Also, in the beginning of the, the Last Jedi novelization begins with, like, the forest basically infiltrating his dream, telling him, like, hey, buddy, like, you got to come back. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Like, he, I don't think he ever truly... He, he cut himself off enough, I guess, for his own... Like, it's almost like he had to be awake or conscious. It, it was almost like a constant struggle, maybe, because <laughs> as soon as he falls asleep, the force is right back there, and he yeah. has to wake up and, like, recut himself off. Do you know what it's like? It's like if you cancel, like, the internet in your house, the internet still exists, but you just aren't. Like, it's, it's not in your house anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that, guys. It's exactly like <laughs> that. The flawless I can't analogy. argue. I've had so many argue. great analogies. It's made so much sense. Is there any other quick things we need to talk about? With quick the hitters! Uh, very quickly, the fact that... Oh, actually, I didn't hear what Isaac said. I'm sorry. He said a quick hitter. I just said, I said, quick, I said quick hitters, kind of oh, laying the groundwork hitters. for what you were about to say. Well, thank you for laying the groundwork of our, our new cabinet, Quick Hitters. And what I've got to say is that I watched The Force Awakens for the first time since seeing The Last Jedi, and it just makes that movie so much better. Like, I genuinely love that movie even more now that I've seen The Last Jedi. It holds together remarkably well. And I think this trilogy is going to be really special, like, by the time it's over. If J.J. can stick the landing, these movies are going to be really, really good trilogy. I agree. Agreed. <laughs> and also, I need to formally apologize for ever implying to uh, to listeners, to anyone out there who may have heard me say or even hint at the fact that Force Awakens and Last mm -hmm. Jedi were kind of uh, dissonant movies. I was wrong. Woke Star Wars Twitter reminds me I'm wrong every day. And 
the fire Mr. Disney crowd still holds that mantle. And so I couldn't have been more wrong. I'm star I'm sorry, woke Star Wars Twitter. And I'm sorry for Are you saying you're starry? I'm starry eyed. I'm sorry for everything I've ever said against my loved ones. What did this turn into? Isaac is having an existential meltdown right now. But guys, watch The Force Awakens again. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. More like TF. Hey, I want to watch it again. It is more like that. You're right. Wow, this has been the worst. I'm done. Real bad. Did I say that the Star Wars talk was actually very good? It was. Kill the Force. Except for me, I just kept saying things that everyone's heard already. So, good day. No. (laughs) Be kind to yourself, Lord. At the very worst, it was a chicken and egg situation. <laughs> chicken and a biscuit oh, oh, situation. Okay. Am I the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Isaac is losing his mind. All right, I'm, I think that's I'm his fake laugh. Genuinely frightens for Isaac Rexner. <laughs> can, can we be done, guys? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. All right. So follow us on Twitter, I guess, if you want. But that's boring because Twitter sucks. Email us. Email oh, us. Hey, Get on our Discord. Whoa, wait, hey. Email us. There is a cabinet that is still open. Oh nope. my <laughs> Nope. It's Maybe still open because open. the episode's not over. We're gonna leave it is open. There's gonna be that? ants on it. It's fine. Is this little GMT BTS in front of everyone? We'll close it at the very end. You had a meltdown in front of everyone, I know that. Here. Because <laughs> I was trying to keep the show afloat like the Titanic. Wow. Weston Papa, 106 years 106 today. years today. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> anniversary. Do the do do me the honors. 106 uh, years Isaac. ago today, Sergeant Parrot out the band. Isaac, clo- close the cabinet. No, no, we have to close it at the end. Why can't we close it right now and then I will bring us out? Okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> it's closed. <laughs> <laughs> We need to get that thing oiled. Take us out. That's real bad. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been another delicate cleric. Yeah. Delicately <laughs> curated. Long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga. Taylor to the Modern Swift. Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by loquacious, death-soothing voices. I'm your host, Riley. Kill the Force. Jake. Live the Force. <laughs> I think. The Force and Beyonce's butt cheeks. No, 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 no. And me, Jasmine. I'm kind of a host. Bye. Bye. That was pretty bad, guys. Like annoyingly loud sounds in the backgrounds on my You're end. kind your of voice. annoyingly loud, but <laughs> holy. <laughs> yeah, Jake. Jake is kind. Of, you're you're metally too. There, you're there's you, like a yeah. aluminum can quality to your. Oh, voice. does this sound better? Nope. No. Are you uh, using that mic? Yes. It sounds different. Yeah, than I'm time. using your mic. Hmm. It's really sensitive. Your microphone's really sensitive. That sounds well, better. That sounds. Don't better. hurt its feelings. It sounds like other things Riley has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my feelings. Can you yep. can you hear like machine sounds in the background? No. Okay. There's like the washer is running. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't picking up. You better oh. go catch it. <laughs>
I'm going to try to find headphones real quick because I want to hear your melodious voices better. Ooh. Let's all let's all sing it in harmony. Sing it again. One, two, three. <laughs> That's great. Remember that time we sang the intro? We tried to sing the intro together. That was oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. We should do that we again made it someday. Like a second and a half. <laughs> We should try that again today. We should. Let's try it. Now we got a four-part harmony. Are we going to four-part harmonize? I think we should. Dan harmonize? Dan, Dan harmonize. Everyone pick your note now. Oh, I got you Okay, great. Okay. Should we timestamp when oh. the podcast starts for people who don't want to listen to this? It, yes. it hasn't started yet. All this is time getting cut sta- out. How much do timestamps cost these days? Is it, is it up to 41 cents or is it still 39? <laughs> I, I disagree every- with the I hate everything that's happened. <laughs> I hate everything that's happened so far. Oh, the Star-, <laughs> the Star Wars podcast. The I think it's Star Wars. Please, can we all talk over each other? <laughs> please, please. Can we talk over each other? Can you hear the colors of the rainbow? Which rainbow colors are there besides red, white, and blue? Because I've never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a really good point. <laughs> can we you. just sing Disney songs this whole show, this whole episode? Be our guest. guest. Be, be our, our guest. guest. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sally, and we'll provide it. go is from Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. I think. Oh, okay. okay. What is happening? There's a whale. Someone let a whale on the Discord. <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Guys, <laughs> I had to mute my mic for a second. I'm so sorry. I was, I was AFK. You were JFK. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy. JFK. Jasmine was JFK. <laughs> Jasmine FK. Oh. oh. Lee oh. Harvey Oswald. <laughs> didn't, you didn't even change his name.